All right, everybody, let's go ahead and make our way to our seats. Oh, man, you guys came. I, I, you're pushing me back. That's a good thing. This is a good thing, so I don't have to keep chasing. Well, thank you. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, I'm going to have us turn to a few different passages today, so I want everybody to have their turning fingers on. And uh, I brought a pulpit, a pew Bible, rather, to the pulpit with me this morning so I can call out a page number. And if, if you're really good at sword drill, which is, uh, for those of you who don't know, sword drill is like a contest that Christian kids play to uh, speed up their getting, yes, finding places in the Bible quickly. If you're good at that, uh, just call out the page number when you land there, and uh, that will help everybody else out who's a little slower. So let's go turn to Romans chapter 5, and that's going to be page 942 in your pew Bible. Page 942, and that's where we're going to start. I've got fresh pew Bibles up here. And they don't want to stay open to that page, so I'm going to try to find one that's not, that's a little more broken in. There we go. That'll work. All right. What did I say? 942. 942. Okay, I got a question for everybody, and I want you to be honest. <laughs> Since the scripture passage this morning is, um, is uh, Ephesians 4, uh, uh, 26. Um, having put away falsehood, let us speak truth with one another. Okay, so you have to be honest with me because that's what we're studying this morning. Okay? All right. How many of you would say, lately, I have been busier than normal? Raise your hand if that's you. Lately, I have been busier than normal. Okay. That's what I thought you were going to say. Now, how many of you would say, in this busyness of late, being busy, I have to admit that God is the reason I've been busier than usual. God's asking me to do some things that's making me more busy than I would have been otherwise. And I'm not saying we're blaming God, I'm just saying God is the reason for our busyness. How many would raise your hands and say, that's me? God has made me more busy than usual, okay? That's most of us. Okay, most of us in here are a little busier right now because God has us doing some things, okay? So here's the question. Did God, did God somehow like forget about us? Okay. I remember one time my dad gave me a job to do and uh, I just got busy doing it and I remember sitting there thinking, man, I, I wonder how long my dad wants me to keep doing this and so I just kept doing it and doing it until he got home and he said, oh, I thought you were going to stop like at lunch <laughs> or whatever it was. And I realized he'd kind of forgotten about me being busy. Is that, was that God's state? He's, he, he was giving attention elsewhere. And next thing you know, we're all so busy doing God's work. And he's like, oh, no, I forgot that my servant over here, I should have told them to slow down or do something else or, or whatever. Did God fall asleep at the wheel that way? Well, clearly the answer is no. There is something, though, that I want us to to remember, or I want us to observe. I want to observe something spiritually because my sense as pastor is that we've all been quite busy. And I want to make an observation then I want to help us with that, okay? Here's the observation. Busyness, even if you're busy in God's work, tends to breed guilt. Okay? Busyness even when we're doing God's work, tends to breed guilt. 
and guilt tends to breed what? Busyness. Busyness tends to breed guilt, and guilt tends to breed busyness. Let me illustrate. You, you are, uh, let's say, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use Nathan as an example, okay? And I'm not saying Nathan has, has said any of this to me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend he said this, okay? Uh, Nathan, Nathan works a, a 40-hour-a-week job up at Brigham City. He's got a long commute every day. And he works, uh, the, the way his schedule works is he works 10-hour shifts, and then every other Friday he gets off. I think that's about right. Um, He's got that job. He's raising three boys. Um, he has been instrumental in helping us build our parsonage project. And so on the weekends and in the evenings, Nathan has been up here working away on the parsonage project. That's God's lot for him. On Sundays, he doesn't exactly get to sit back and chill and relax. He's leading singing, and that requires a little bit of work as well. That's busy work in ministry. Now, it would be very easy for him to sit at home and go, oh, no. I didn't make any time for Kelly, and I, I realized that the boys are needing a little bit more of my attention, and oh, I, oh man, I, I, I picked the exact wrong day to get behind on the Bible reading, and it was, what, there was a day this week in our Bible reading plan, it was 1 Kings 3 through 5 and John 9, I think, or John 8, it was a long one, if you missed that one, you're, you're going to be behind a little bit moving forward, you try to catch up, and say, oh, I just... And he starts feeling guilty, doesn't he? I'm falling behind on all this stuff. And then what does that guilt do? Well, what I need to do is I need to sleep a little less. I need to hedge here. I need to do this. And, and that guilt then begins to drive him into trying to make up all this other time into other areas of busyness so he can make up for all those areas where he feels guilty that he's falling short. Would you, do you guys see how that works now? Busyness breeds guilt. Guilt breeds busyness. And then we sort of go on this cycle until we just want to hang it all because we feel so guilty, we feel so overwhelmed and inadequate and all of these other things. We feel like we're never getting all of our work completely done. And even an honest look back, just anybody would help us see we've actually gotten way more done than we thought we would. But it doesn't feel that way. We feel guilty, overwhelmed, burdened down, and the tendency at that point is just to sort of quit, call it quits. I want us to avoid that fate. Okay? Busyness doesn't have to breed guilt. And guilt does not have to breed more busyness. Okay? So I want us to reflect on some things this morning that will help us avoid the busy, guilt, busy cycle. Make sense, everybody? So let's avoid the busy, guilt, busy, guilt, busy, guilt cycle and remember some things. So let's remember this first. Number one, I had you turn to page 942 in your pew Bibles, uh, Romans 5, 1 and 2. I want you to remember in this season of busyness, I want you to remember your standing with God. Remember your standing with God. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore... Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That is a present tense verb. All right? right now, you are having 
peace with God. In other words, when you want to come into God's presence, you've been busy and you're feeling that guilt-busy cycle taking hold, and you want to go into God's presence, and you remember that maybe you haven't talked with Him, or maybe you haven't spent time with Him, or maybe you've neglected some other things over here. Our perception when we go before God that way is that God has a list of the areas that we've fallen short, and before we come into His presence, He has to say, oh, well, you forgot this and this and this and this. In fact, I've heard many little acronyms for prayer that are intended to be helpful for us. And one of those little acronyms is always uh, a confession of sin. And Christians kind of buy into this mindset, this pattern of thinking, that before we can come in, to come in and talk with God, come in and converse with God, that we have to enumerate all of our sins before Him, or else we can't come into His presence at all. And that we get this picture that God has this tally of things we've done wrong that we have to clear up before we can spend any time with him at all. And I want you to know none of that is true. Now, should we confess our sins? Well, of course, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We need to keep short accounts with God and talk to him about that. But think about it this way. If you think about a seven-year-old child if every time, Dad, you came home from work and waiting at the top of the steps for you was your seven-year-old and he had to enumerate for you all the ways he disobeyed his mother that day before you could give him a hug and kiss, would you call that good? No. You would say, son, chill. <laughs> I, your mom and I can talk about it. If you did something particularly heinous, we can cover that. Like, I remember one time my son Peyton hit his brother in the head with a shovel. We had to deal with that, okay? <laughs> Peyton is not a violent kid. I don't know what Schaefer did to him, but either way, a shovel is not the appropriate response. You know, right now, present tense, you have peace with God. You're at peace. Peace. God is like, hey, I just want you to know, right now, we're good. And you can come and talk to me anytime in your need. And I want you to be bold and brave and courageous, and I want you to come to me. And if there's things that God needs to deal with you about, he will. But I want you to remember and reflect on your position with God and don't feel like you need to, before you can rest in the promises of God, that you have to somehow enumerate everything you've done wrong. Okay? God is perfectly capable of helping you see those things. And again, if you're wife, every time she wanted to talk to you, had to enumerate all the ways she fell short before you would talk to her. You would not call that a healthy relationship. You would say there's something broken with that relationship. And I want us to get away from that sort of sense with God, okay? especially in these seasons of disease. Fair enough? Okay. Number two. 
let's turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. And if you get to that page number, just shout it out so the rest of us can find it sooner than later. I'm at a 10, page 557. Actually, it's page 558, if you've got a few Bibles. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. So what was our first one? Somebody, somebody hit me with our first one. When, when the busy guilt, busy cycle strikes, what's our first thing to remember? Remember your standing with God. And what is your standing with God? Peace. Okay, number two. Remember to make time for joy. Remember to make time for joy. That's not selfish. The God that you have peace with wants you to make time for joy. Okay? The God that you have peace with, this is not... Hedonism. <laughs> Jesus says, I came to give you my word so that my joy would be in you and your joy would be full. Play Roma to the max. Okay? The God that you have peace with wants you to make time for joy. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 7 through 9. Go, eat your bread with joy, and drink your wine with a merry heart. For God has already approved what you do. You hear that? You have peace with God. God's already approved what you do. So go, eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart. Let your garments be always white. Let not oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy with the wife whom you love. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life. Vain means fleeting. It doesn't mean empty. It means quick. All the days of your quick life that has been given you under the sun. Because that's your portion in life, and in your toil at which you toil under the sun. Now, I said nine, but let's just stop right there. Does that mean that life is only about pleasure? Life is only about enjoying the wife of your youth and wine and good food and friends and so forth? Well, keep reading. Verse 10. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For there's no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in the grave and Sheol, to which you were going. So work hard. Busyness, especially from God, whether you're working on the parsonage or up at the camp or here at church or whatever it is you've been doing, work hard at it. Give it your best. Toil. God has given that to you. But the God that has given you that work, the God that's given you that ministry, wants you, the God that you have peace with, wants you to call time out in that busyness, in that hard work that you're doing, and make time for enjoyment that involves simple pleasures in life. He's not talking extravagance. He's, it could be that, but it means good things. He's, he says, enjoy the wife whom you love. Let your garments be white. Don't, don't, feel like you always have to go around in worn out old clothes, okay? Enjoy something that's clean, something that's new. Put oil on your head. This was a common um, ancient Middle Eastern euphemism for refreshing, 
okay? Um, imagine if you lived back then and you bathed once every four or five months, okay? Um, when you did, they didn't, soap had yet to be invented, okay? It, it's a dry, dusty atmosphere. So my wife has a, a head full of very curly, thick hair, okay? Um, imagine if she had to go months without a good washing, okay? It would be dry and dusty. It would feel so good to put some oil in there that smelled nice. Was, the oil was perfumed. It would be refreshing. It would, your hair would, would um, move again. <laughs> it would smell nice. It's refreshing. It, it, it is a, it is a um, what would we call this? A, a, a creature comfort. It's a creature comfort. When it was about, I don't remember how many years ago now, but it was about this time of year. I went to China a few years ago. And we had to go seven days without a shower. And at the end of those seven days, I was feeling pretty gross. <laughs> and we went, we ended up back in a city where you could purchase a public, they had, it was a shower house, and you could purchase like an hour for showering and getting clean. And I have to tell you, that felt really, really good <laughs> to just go get clean again. It's a creature comfort. This is what he's saying. Enjoy. Enjoy bread. Drink your wine with a merry heart. So, make time for joy. Make time for it. And even in the busyness of life, even in all that you have to do, if the person that you're working with or working for won't allow you a reasonable amount of time to make joy in life, then they are being unreasonable. Okay? And anybody, any Christian who's walked with the Lord anytime, any time, any Christian worth their salt will not withhold that from you. Okay? You say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go make some time for my wife. I'm going to go make a little thing. We're going to go have a little fun this afternoon. That is a good thing. And not only will most people understand, every Christian who's walking with the Lord will understand. Okay. And it's just something that when we do get into these busy, guilt, busy cycles, you do have to make time for it and fit it into the schedule. And actually, you have to fit the schedule around that. Okay. So number one, remember... You're standing with God. Remember, number two, remember to make time for joy. Make time for joy. Number three, number three, renew your spirit in God. Renew your spirit in God. So I'm going to have three passages. If I could have somebody volunteer to turn to each of these three. Psalm 103.5. Somebody raise their hand and say, I got Psalm 103.5. Joe has it. Um, Psalm 107.9. 107.9. Uh, Brandon's going to do 107.9. And Isaiah 40.31. Isaiah 40.31. That's a verse that many of you might even have memorized. Justin will do Isaiah 40.31. Okay? So renew your spirit in God. Okay. Who has Psalm 103.5? I have already forgotten. Joe, why don't you hit us with Psalm 103.5?
Okay, say that again. Say it nice and loud. Okay, bless the Lord who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. In other words, you need the Lord to renew you, to make you new again, to give you fresh energy. Brandon, hit us with Psalm 107.9. He satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. So never will you make time for God and go to God and say, God, I need refreshing, and he will leave you hungrier than when you came. God will satisfy you. God will renew you. God will strengthen you. And then Justin hit us with Isaiah 40.31. So those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Okay, so what are we observing from these three passages? Number one, that God is the ultimate source of refreshing. God is the ultimate source of renewing. Second, when we go to God and ask him for renewing, he will always do it. And third, when we go to God and we ask him to renew us, he will always renew us and he will renew us with strength far beyond our capacity. In fact, in both Joe's verse and in Justin's, it says that we'll be renewed like the eagle. Okay? The eagle soars. The eagle hardly ever flaps his wings. This was actually the secret to flight that the Wright brothers discovered. Everybody else that tried to build flying machines up to that point built flappers. Okay? And the Wright brothers built a glider. Did you know that eagles only flap their wings like 1% of the time that they're in flight? The vast majority of the time, they've just got them spread, and they're just gliding on the wind. And God says that that is how our strength will be renewed. When he renews, we just spread our wings, and God sends us soaring. God is the one who does this. Now, here's the thing we have to tell ourselves, okay? we have to tell ourselves that God will be a far greater source of renewal than other cheap alternatives. Okay. For how many of us, well, I won't ask. This is in my home, okay? We've got, we got five kids running around. Our house is um, alive with the sounds of five children for most of the hours of the day. And when our kids go off to bed, this beautiful silence descends on the Baker home like the eye of a hurricane, okay? You get this limited amount of time of quiet. I am so tempted at those moments to click on something that isn't going to renew me like some time with God will. Okay? And part of being renewed by God is reckoning that God really is the thing that we need the most. 
Now, sometimes I can even get into a pattern of life where after the kids go to bed, I'm exhausted. I go to bed pretty quickly after them. And then I get up early before them, and I think to myself, well, this is my time. And I want a little bit of Greg time before kids get up and the hurricane starts again. Again, I have to remember, I have to remind myself that God is a far superior source of renewal than these other cheaper alternatives. Okay? And so my advice would be this. When you get a little quiet, make... My advice is to... Let's combine a couple of these. Okay? Most specifically, let's combine them all. <laughs> in the morning or whenever you would like to do it to set up a time with the Lord that is guilt-free and enjoyable for you. Okay? How many of you enjoy a cup of coffee? Okay? Great. How many of you enjoy relaxing music? How many of you enjoy unrelaxing music? Okay. <laughs> no show of hands. Um, okay. How many of you um, enjoy something other than a cup of coffee, a beverage of some type that you really like that's not a cup of coffee? You just do your thing. Okay. Or how about this? How many of you like, um, you have a spot in your house, maybe it's a, a view of the mountains or in front of the fireplace or a quiet place in the house or a spot in the house that it's kind of your chair, your spot, you like that place. How many of you have one of those? Good. What would be wrong with combining all of these factors for maximum refreshing? Okay. A place that you like, a beverage that you enjoy, Opening up this book and remembering this isn't designed chiefly to make me feel guilty. Okay? Uh, this book isn't chiefly an instruction manual. Okay? Th this book is a, a revelation of God to me. Can it, can it make me guilty? Of course. Uh, can it instruct me? Sure. Has the Bible ever made you laugh? Has the Bible ever made you laugh? I, whenever I, I love that story. You know that story um, from the book of Esther where the fellow that hates Mordecai has to parade him around the city and say, this is the man that the king honors. And he has to go around saying that over and over again. How funny is that? <laughs> or, or when... when uh, Nehemiah's building the wall and they try to slow the progress down and he's, he's, I think it's Sanballat, I'd have to look it up, but Sanballat writes the king and says, hey, you know they're building a wall. And the king writes back, yes, I know they're building a wall and you have to pay for it. And if you don't pay for it, I'm going to take a beam out of your house and impale you on it. That should make you laugh, okay? <laughs> you talk about a backfire, okay? 
great. I can only imagine that guy walking up to the wall with his money. I'm supposed to pay for this wall <laughs> that I tried to stop <laughs> lest I be impaled on a beam in my house from my house. That is renewing. It's, it's renewing to, to combine some of the things that you enjoy. A cup of coffee, a chair that you enjoy, a view. And sitting down and, and telling yourself, you know what? I could turn on that show. I could turn on that video. I could immerse myself in uh, this game. I could, I could do many things that would be perfectly acceptable and fine. I have to confess, my wife got me hooked on Wordle, okay? I have a very formulated Wordle strategy, okay? Anybody know what Wordle, you guys know what Wordle is? Oh, yes. Today's was hard, just warning you, okay? <laughs> it took me four or five tries. Um, all those things would be acceptable and fine. And they would be relaxing in their own way. And time for those things should be made. But the most needful thing is to remember, God is not mad at me. I, I don't have to go confess 59 different things before God will hear me. I have peace with God. And I'm going to sit down and combine a few of the things that I really enjoy and ask God to renew me. And then that time will end, and off to busyness we go, right? You have to. You get to work, and you do your job, and God has given you a task, and you do it. But now you're doing it renewed, and hopefully avoiding the busy guilt, busy guilt, busy guilt cycle. So let's get off the busy guilt train and get on the you have peace with God train and allow God to renew your spirit knowing that he is the greatest source of renewal and allow him to buoy your soul in this busy season. Fair enough? Okay. Let's pray. Lord, would you give us grace to avoid the busy guilt, busy cycle. Help us to remember that we have peace with you. Help us to recall that you've asked us to enjoy this life that you've given us such that we glorify you, magnify you. Help us to rely on you to renew us. And I pray that each of us in here would this week with joy and with eagerness seek to have you renew our souls so that we can accomplish the things you have for us to do. For we pray all these things in Jesus' name.